1: Good morning, and welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm the director of the Global Mission Office, and I'm working with our engineer, Mike. You're listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and this month we broadcast on the third Thursday of the month from 8.30 to 9 a.m. And this morning, we have with us Camboni priest, Father Godwin Cornu, who is originally from Ghana in Western Africa and has been a Camboni priest for over 20 years. He studied and was in formation in Togo, Congo, Rome, and he even studied here in Chicago for a time at the Catholic Theological Union. He was sent on mission to minister in both Chad and in his home country of Ghana, and today he's living and ministering at the Camboni Mission Center in LaGrange Park. Camboni missionary priests and the lay missionaries as well have participated in our summer mission appeals for many years. So I think a lot of our uh, local archdiocesan folks will have heard of the Camboni, especially those who are on the western suburbs near LaGrange Park. Uh, but Father Godwin is new to the LaGrange uh, Mission Center. And so we wanted to just get to know him a little bit, hear about his experience in mission and and learn again uh, about the Comboni Missionary. So, good morning and welcome, Father Godwin.
2: Good morning to you, Megan, and good morning to our listeners too.
1: Great, it's good to have you. Um, we have not Thank yet you. been we haven't met in person yet, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's nice to see your face here for those who are able to see our video. Um, and uh, w- welcome to welcome back to the Chicago area as well um, thank you as I mentioned in my introduction you're originally from Ghana and you it sounds like you've traveled quite a few different areas over the course of your your life your ministry and your formation um, so would you mind just telling us a little bit more at you know in addition to some of those general statements I said at the introduction tell us about yourself
2: good well uh, I was born in a Totally Christian family. My father's side, uh, all the uncles and nephews, everybody was a Catholic. So (laughs) I was born and raised in a Catholic environment. My father himself was a catechist for many years, I would say 50 years, because that Jubilee was celebrated for him by the bishop himself. Wow. And um, I have to say, once I knew my biological family, I knew also the church as my family. Mm. And so I relate to the church, or the church is to me, really my own family. I also have an elder brother. We are five uh, boys and one girl. But I have one of my elder brothers who is also a Catholic priest, Mm. Monsignor Anthony Con. Uh, we are all from uh, we are siblings Mm -hmm. and he became a priest before me Mm -hmm. and so briefly well uh, the Catholic Church is my family and that's what I belong to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Well you said your father was a catechist and just correct me if I'm wrong but my understanding is especially in Africa that catechists are leaders are trained lay leaders um, of local communities uh, local local churches is that correct?
2: Exactly. That is what he, he, he did. You teach the catechism, but you are also the one to lead the prayers if the priest is not around. Right.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a different understanding than catechists here in the U.S. anyway, um, who are yes. typically working with children and teaching the faith, which is a very important, and leadership role as well. But um, but in terms of, yeah, places where there's the, the priest can only visit occasionally, um, a catechist is very, very important. Um, so, yeah, so, you definitely, I can see that the church is your family, um, given that you're the role your father played. And then how interesting uh, that you have a brother who's a brother priest and a real brother <laughs> as well. Yes. Um, and so um, so and then in the course of your your time as a Camboni priest, where have you ministered and what types of ministries were you involved in?
2: Well, um, mainly I did pastoral ministry. In a uh, parish contest, and also information houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are the two. I would say for the uh, parish experience, it was both a rural one Mm -hmm. uh, and also urban one. I had the opportunity to do both.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um all right maybe we'll hear a little bit more about that a little bit later but you also had formation in a variety of different locations um including some time here in Chicago um and that was probably unique to you being a missionary priest is that right that you were kind of expected oh, yeah. to adapt and go to different contexts and
2: learn is that
1: Yeah yeah so so in you in, there were different stages to your formation right
2: Yes please and so we have uh, in the very beginning, uh, well, after you have been an uh, aspirant, you may have also prepadetic. But at our time, we didn't have that. We went straight to the postulancy, and I did that in Lome, in Togo. Then the second stage is that of uh, novitiate, which I did in, in Congo. By then, they call it Zaire, Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay and it was after that when i took my first vows uh, religious vows in 1994 that i came to chicago for my theology
1: mhm so that was sort of like your the the final educational steps that you took um, exactly yeah and and chicago yeah. is very diverse student population uh, at at the catholic theological union um And so um, was that your first visit to the United States for those studies?
2: Yes, it was the first. Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Definitely (laughs) adapting to a lot of different contexts in that case, for sure. Yeah. What were your memories of your time here in Chicago before?
2: Well, I have a lot of memory, good memories of Chicago. And at that time, we were students. We never knew that that was the best part of our lives uh because all we had to think about is how to pass our exams you, you do your studies you write your exams you pass
1: wow.
2: the rest well you are you are healthy and everything and yeah. it was really wonderful okay. but in the school also uh, catholic theological union really uh, helped i have to say that even the pre- present president mm-hmm. uh, uh, sister barbara Reed. Mm-hmm. was the one who taught me the Gospel of Mark. And uh, I had wonderful professors. Uh, I cannot mention all of them. Or of uh, mm-hmm. uh, memory, is uh, Bob Schreiter, mm-hmm. uh, who had been so great a, a professor. We yeah. also have uh, uh, Diane Bergant, who was insisting on the fact that we have to be Practical theologians everywhere that we go, and that keeps on ringing in my ear up mm-hmm. till today. Yeah. And also one of the things also I retained was from Steve Bevans, who was doing uh, a course for us on priesthood, mm-hmm. and I took one imagery from him, who, that the priest is a is somebody who is like an orchestra director he doesn't need to know how to play all the musical instruments but he has to know how to bring them together in case one is too loud to tell you to go down if one is too low to go a little bit up and conduct in such a way that the music will really be uh, something that everybody will enjoy uh-huh. So I kept that imagery as I go along my ministry.
1: Um. Oh, yeah, that's amazing that it stayed with you all these years. That's good. I mean, I think. Oh, that... I
2: have many memories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good formation. It was a good experience. Yeah. But it also was true to, it was useful. Like it was true to what the reality is for ministry, um, and as a missionary in particular, Um I think that you named those professors. Those are people I also was very lucky to have taken courses with um, a little bit more recently, but that they're they're just the the powerhouses when it comes to um, missiological ministry and theology and, and scripture. You mentioned that exactly. as well. So just to talk a little bit about what it is specific to be a Camboni too, um, uh, I note that on the Camboni Missionaries of North America website— it says that the cambonies were founded in 1867 by saint daniel camboni hence the name uh, it is an international catholic organization dedicated to ministering to the world's poorest and most abandoned people and so i just wanted to hear from you father godwin um, what you know you you had your own vocation process and you came to this um, this particular vocation of a camboni missionary priest but what is it about Mm -hmm. the congregation, in your own words, that uh, makes it unique um, and that drew you to it?
2: Well, in a way, we share a lot of things with uh, many other Catholic congregations. Uh, As a religious group, we also take the same vows that uh, Franciscans also take. Uh But uh, our specialization or the field of work is the first evangelization uh among the poorest and the most abundant yeah. uh-huh. uh sometimes you may struggle with the first evangelization because you somebody will ask why are you in uh, chicago now uh-huh okay. well here uh, we need to do miss, uh, mission animation uh and also we ha- we will have some parishes to to work with uh, those who were here before they had parishes mm-hmm. uh but um for us is going to a place that nobody wants to go Uh, and yet the gospel needs to be announced there then we are called Mm upon i think for the five continents we are only now not in australia but we are found in africa europe uh, america and also asia
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah, i I get the sense too that Cambonies are willing to go to places where there's 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 um conflict right places where the need is um so basic like you said the, the poorest those most in need um communities that um that it's hard to get into as well but there's great need there um and it's amazing to think Kambonis are around the world just about um is that what drew you is that what would kind of uh how did you first get to know the Kamboni congregation in the first place
2: my parish was first abandoned.
1: Mm-hmm. There
2: was no priest
1: mm-hmm.
2: until the Comboni Missionaries came and took over. So my parish priest was a Comboni missionary. So when I approached him and say, "Well, I have the desire. I want to be a priest," uh, he oriented me in a way because I joined then the aspirant group, mm-hmm. and which was being oriented uh, towards the Kamboni missionary so it, it just followed automatically. Uh, it was not that difficult for me
1: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well that's good to know. Yeah. I think that that uh, introduction at a young age is important that you get to see um, the work in action and, and it inspires you. you want to be part of that movement. Well exactly it, it's time for our break now but we'll be right back to continue talking with Father Godwin Cornu, Camboni priest. Stay with us.
0: Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483, that's 877-786-4483, thank you. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit, from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supplied bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but is very poor. We think about food, and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. At Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic Charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit CatholicCharities.net or call 312-655-7525 That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity.
1: Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I'm here with Father Godwin Cornu, a Camboni priest who recently joined the community at the Camboni Mission Center in LaGrange Park. Uh, and you were just seeing, if you're viewing our video feed, um, a glimpse of the Camboni Missionaries of North America website which I'll just say now in the course of our interview here is very simple, easy to remember, org, and that's spelled C-O-M-B-O-N-I, missionaries.org, <laughs> Um, But I'm here with Father Godwin, and uh, we were just getting to know you a little bit before the break, hearing a little bit about your background and your experience studying here in Chicago at the Catholic Theological Union. It's great that you have such fond memories of that time. And that what you learned there was really useful and in the course of all of your formation. Um, And you mentioned that your ministries um, over um, that time, since you've been in active ministry, have been pastoral, have been with parishes uh, a lot of the time. Um, So I was wondering if we could talk a little bit more in detail about that. Um, One of the things that uh, occurs to me in the course of the work I do is we learn about mission dioceses, mission parishes, parishes in those dioceses. And we have parishes here. We have dioceses here in the United States. So I think sometimes it's helpful for listeners to get an image of what that is like, what things might be common about what it is to be at a parish in Ghana, for example, and then here in the Chicago area in the United States, um, and what might make them different. So um, I I know that your last, most recent... um, work was pastor of Our Lady of the Assumption Parish in Accra, Ghana, correct? Yes, please. And Accra, which is the capital of Ghana, right? Um, is, is exactly. A major city, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you could just tell us uh, about parish ministry there. What, what things do, would you want an American audience to hear about that?
2: Good. As I said before, I work also in um, a rural setting before coming to Accra. Uh, But as Accra, as you have it, you have uh, people coming from all over the country, and you have even people coming from other countries. Mm. So when you have uh, a a church in Accra, uh, the chances are that you have uh, people from different tribes and Different countries coming together. Mm. And the challenge then is to make a cohesion between them because sometimes some people bring their tribal disputes Mm. even to church and they are ready to take that, uh, you know, uh, to other lands. So one has to be attentive uh, about that and uh, take the measures not to show any partiality mm-hmm. uh, between the tribes and between the people uh, that uh, is very important for the the work in the Paris center at Accra. Mm-hmm. Being also in a big town, you have uh, more challenges, but, but also opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you want people to do things. You have people who are specialized in many fields and what you need to know to do is to know those people and approach them and uh, usually they are willing to even bring their own talents use their time and even money for certain things that the church needs Mm -hmm. Uh, that is how to harness all the uh, potentialities there is the challenge for the pastor to be able to do if you know how to do it well uh, you will be happy but also being a place where you have many intellectuals because in the rural areas, Mm -hmm. it's easy. They can tell you, oh, Father, you are looking into the books. You tell us what we need to do. Yeah, right. But Mm -hmm. when you are in a big town and a big city like that where you have people who uh, uh, even graduate from theology, uh, theological schools, (laughs) uh, you have to be careful as to how you handle it (laughs) because... uh, You know, people have their specialization in different fields Mm -hmm. and uh, you are a master of none. That is where my imagery of the orchestra, uh, symphony orchestra director comes because you just have to know how to bring those without uh, creating conflict. And since it's a big town, also you can easily rotate the people. In the village sector, you may have the same person doing uh, everything Mm -hmm. or the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like it becomes a a traditional king in his domain. Nobody can take it from him. Mm -hmm. But when you are in the city, you have the possibility of changing. So even to form the uh, PPC is not a problem. Easily you can, you know, obey the, the time limits. Without a problem. Term limits. Uh-huh. So that gives uh, that possibility that in a, a city environment. Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. You know, I, I got to say, I mean, I I have my own limited experience in working in parish ministry here in Chicago, but all of that sounds very familiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to parish life <laughs> here. Um, absolutely. Um, there's diversity here. And I think that the, the, the role of the the priest is is very similar as you say the orchestra leading the orchestra and um, but I can also see what you said about being in the rural area you might be the expert you know everybody turns to you um, for answers and so that that could be a lot of pressure Um, but it also um, it has its other you know pros and cons I'm sure. Um, now, at this parish, I understand, uh, at least in your most recent, perhaps prior, um, there was a school as well as part of the parish ministries, um, a Catholic yeah. school. And, um, of course, we have Catholic schools here as well. And um, I'd just like to hear you describe, if you would, that ministry of the parish and, and how that worked, please.
2: Mm-hmm. I would say the school is one of the eyes of the the parish, mm-hmm. Uh, Is where even non Catholics or non Christians even want their children to be educated. You know, uh, in Ghana, by and large, and in Africa, I would say uh, among the best schools are also mission schools Mm -hmm. and, for that matter, Catholic schools. So you'll find people who they themselves, not being Catholics or not even being Christians, they might be Muslims also, they have also attended Catholic schools, and they love it so much that they insist that they want their children also to go to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we have them, they will come, and sometimes, even if the school is far, they come and say, Father, you give me some recommendations so that they can accept also my child. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they tell you, I don't care whether my child becomes a Catholic or not, but I want a good education for my child. Yeah. And I think um, uh, the school, the Catholic schools, become uh, really a place where, you know, you can have all the children from different uh, walks coming together and uh, befriending each other. And therefore, for the future, this is even the tribal tensions. As they grow together, they learn a lot the Catholic schools really because of the discipline. Oh, and yeah. uh, I have to say that discipline
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: makes it that the education is of a quality, mm-hmm. uh, both intellectually and I will say integrally, uh-huh, taking okay. all the other aspects mm-hmm. uh, together, mm-hmm. uh, it gives that education, which even non-Catholics, they appreciate and desire. Uh, where i was we call the schools olas it was one school but they said the the education service divided it into two so we have two schools on the same compound so our lady of assumption schools that's Mm -hmm. why we call them olas (laughs) Uh, they are about 1200 children
1: Wow! and
2: uh, Mm. ranging from uh, nursery to junior high school and uh, we have about 65 to 70 teachers who are there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we manage normally the priest the parish priest for that matter or his assistant Uh, the one he has delegated should be the local manager Mm
1: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. and we have also the Uh, parents association helping and the school management also helping so that the things of the the day-to-day running of the school through the principal uh, goes on well. So that is the school we have. And uh, as I'm saying, many people, even up till today, want their children to come to our school. I know of a teacher who, after uh, leaving the school, he was teaching in another school, Will not remove her own children from our school. (laughs) And I say, why not? You have to be coming here every day picking your child and say, Father, I know the quality here is far, far better than where I am teaching now. So I prefer (laughs) my children to remain here.
1: Wow. Uh We are
2: among the best, best Catholic schools in in Accra,
1: uh, Archdiocese. That's amazing. Well, Father Godwin... All that sounds very familiar too, to a Chicago audience. So we're so glad to have you here at the Mission Center in LaGrange. Thank you so much for sharing today. We're out of time. <laughs> time thank went very you, fast. Goodness. But thank you for joining okay, us. Next time. If our listeners would like to learn about the Combonis, you can go to the website, Comboni website, c-o-m-b-o-n-i-missionaries.org. and you might be able to get to know Father Godwin sometime for the mission appeals. So, thank you very much for listening. Tune in next month for more Mission Ladders Live. Remember, always be on mission.
0: Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.